Welcome to the DJE Podcast, where you will learn about real estate investing from real life examples. Here's your host, Devin Elder. All right, today on the show, we have Mike Van with us. Mike has been investing in real estate for over 15 years. He's built a personal portfolio in excess of $6 million while balancing family and full-time job in the medical industry. He jumped into apartment syndication back in 2017 and has since been a general partner in almost a thousand doors across three states. So currently he enjoys helping other busy professionals discover the benefits of passive investing and he loves to give back through mission work locally and globally and believes we are blessed to be a blessing to others. Absolutely. Amen to that. Mike, without further ado, welcome. How are you, sir? Hey, appreciate it, Devin. Thanks for having me on. Doing great. Yeah, good, good. So um, I love the story. You know, I, I love the balancing act. I certainly resonate with that, right? I mean, you got family, work, um, got get into multifamily investing. What was the, well, first of all, for, for people that maybe haven't met you before, been introduced to you, um, wh where are you based out of? And, and what, uh, you know, what's your, what's your company? Just so we can kind of get that established. So, um, based out of Springfield, Missouri, Trident Multifamily is my company that I formed with my two partners, Carl Suvercrop, who's out of Dallas, and uh, Rodney Miller out of Oklahoma City. And uh, so we, we kind of surround what we call the Mid-South. Yeah, that's right. You guys got some good coverage there. I like it. Um, and what was the thing? I always like to understand what sparked people's uh, interest in multifamily. Was this something going way back for you or a book or a, a meeting? Yeah. I mean, what, what kicked it off for you? Yeah, actually it was. It, it, it does go way back. And, and um, you know, when I first started medical sales, I was in pharmaceuticals. And, um, you know, the, those large companies are known for going through periods of layoff and rehire and so forth. And, and after a, a time or two of waiting by the phone, um, you know, and, and making it through, made me realize that, hey, uh, I may not be so lucky one of these days and, and I need to do something different to, to have a backup plan. And so, um, you know, was seeing one of the late night infomercials one night, ordered the course and, and uh, you know, it then put it on the shelf for a year till that next round of layoffs calls came. And <laughs> then I dusted it off and got to work, uh, made it through there. But but uh, really made me want to take action at that point. I like it. Thanks for sharing that. I think a lot of people, I remember when I was, um, this was like 20 years ago, I was in a Kinko's and I saw a book called, uh, I think it was called like build wealth one house at a time. And I read it and it was about buying rentals and I was really intrigued. And then I put it away for years, never did anything, but it sure planted a seed that, uh, you know, when I was reading the book, I was like, this guy's crazy, you know, borrowing money, buying a house, being a landlord, this sounds nuts, but it did plant the seed. Was that initial uh, kind of education for you in the single family world or was it directly in the multifamily space? No, it was, it was in the single family world. I mean, it was a Carlton Sheets course. I'm not sure yep. if you remember sure, Carlton sure. Sheets back in the day. Um, yep. So it was more about, more about um, you know, buying rentals, no money down, you know, and uh, using other people's money. And that's always appealing, you know, as a, a young guy and, um, and, with not a lot of money at the time, you know, just getting started in pharmaceuticals back then. And, and prior to that had done, had kind of a construction background. And, and, uh, so, uh, yeah, that was appealing. And, um, it, uh, you know, just like all the no money down stuff and it's, it's not all it's cracked up to be. I mean, it can happen eventually, uh, but it's much easier if you have a little bit of your own money to get started, but a lot of hard work. 
That's a great point. I mean, absolutely. It's possible. You know, we've done great deals with no money down, but we did it because we had a track record. We had mm-hmm. capital, you know, it, right. it, it's not like, and unfortunately that makes for good marketing, right? It gets a lot of people right. out the door, but um, it sells a lot of courses, sells a lot of courses. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it, you know, I'm kind of conflicted about that because, yeah. you know, I've paid for courses that got me into real estate. And while mm-hmm. I might have my, my gripes about certain, uh, you know, course uh, leaders and figureheads and stuff, uh, you know, I'm where I am today because of some education that I paid for. And um, just because it wasn't perfect, you know, doesn't mean you, mm-hmm. you want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. So. Right. Well, like you mentioned earlier, you know, the, the first time you, you order a course that plants a seed or read a book, it plants a seed. And then, then you take a little bit of action and then, you know, it gives you confidence to take that next step and, and builds from there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what was you, what was your first, you know, after kind of getting interested in getting some education, what was your first foray? Was it buying a rental house or, or what? Yeah, what the, like? I actually bought a duplex. Uh, you know, I read the course and, and uh, you know, immediately after I read the course, I, I got to work. You know, once, once I dusted it off after putting it away for a while, I, I right. dusted it off and read it. And once I read it, you know, got excited and went to work and went out driving for dollars and found a little for sale by owner duplex and negotiated a deal uh, with the with the seller and ended up getting a little, getting a little bit of money back at closing and and I was hooked. <laughs> nice, that's good. So you got your your first one out of the gate seemed to work okay. Did you uh, was that just kind of a rental deal and held on to it for a few years? Yeah, it was a, it was a deal where um, like I said, I was just getting started in, in the pharmaceutical medical sales world and so. Um, I, I, you know, have a construction background, so I knew how to do all the work myself awesome. and thought, and thought I would just, um, you know, be a landlord myself and, and quickly learned that, uh, I'm not cut out to be a landlord. I, I, I like the, I like the work of the, of the rehab stuff, but don't necessarily like the day to day, um, taking the phone calls and all that kind of stuff. And you know? so, especially when you're trying to balance a, a young family and a full-time job, it's, you got to give somewhere. And I figured I would leave that to the professionals. So now we do nothing but use third party management and all my personal stuff as well as obviously our, our multifamily projects. Love it. Yeah. I have a huge respect for, um, many of our team members and partners that are in property management frontline stuff. Cause that is mm-hmm. hard work, man. It's, it's hard work. very hard. Yeah. So, um, I want to I want to get a little bit of your perspective on the balancing act because you know as I mentioned in the beginning that's certainly something I can relate to. I mean I was burning the candle at both ends for about two and a half years, uh, job, family, and trying to build a real estate company before I was able to go full time. And it was two and a half years didn't sound that long in retrospect, but that was intense time period. What are some things you did during this time? balancing career, family, and, and real estate investments that kind of kept you sane or kept you going? Yeah, well, um, you're right. It, it is, um, it is tough burning the candle at both ends. And, you know, uh, the, the main, and I, I'm not saying I did a great job at it because I, I was probably off balance for a long time initially, you know, with, with putting myself into, into the business. Um, and, uh, but then, you know, after a few conversations with, uh, the, the wife, uh, you know, checking me, so to speak. And, and, you know, for a good, for a good reason. And, um, you know, I I decided to be more intentional and and that's really what it takes is you have to be intentional about prioritization and, you know, 
talking to other people who were who have been doing this longer than I had. And that's one of the things that they that they gave me a piece of advice on it too is is don't neglect, don't let your family suffer at the expense of your business. I love it. Yeah, intentionality creates a lot of uh, a lot of opportunity. I think you start to realize when when you really start looking at your time and your money with a very intense focus on some sort of outcome, you, you realize there's a lot of time you have and there's probably some capital that you have that you, you, you may be, I know that was my experience and I've seen a lot of people go through that. When you start looking for investable capital and free time and you're ruthless about looking for it, you, you, you can turn some up, you know? Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, that's, that's great perspective. Um, what was the, what was the catalyst for you to train? Obviously you guys, you know, your, your company's tried at multifamily, you guys do multifamily. What was the catalyst for exploring that asset class versus the single family world that you got, got introduced to real estate in? Right. Right. Well, um, you know, back in 2017, 2016, uh, yeah, it's probably early 2017. I had never even heard of a podcast or, you know, I was all just self-educated reading a, a few books here and there and yep. really just, just doing it and, and, um, learning through, you know, through action, making a lot of mistakes. Um, you know, thankfully none were, were too costly. Um, but, uh, you know, really dove into the intense education, uh, towards the end of 2016, early 2017, started listening to podcasts, you know, gobbled everything up. And, um, then, uh, started through, through these podcasts, started hearing about syndication and, uh, you know, had a similar experience a, a couple a couple of years earlier um, with uh, the the layoff deal. Even with medical device now, um, it can happen. And uh, and so I'm like, well, I've got I've got kind of a backup plan, but you can only go so far on your own. And so as I started listening to these podcasts and and um, and hearing about syndication, uh, I never even thought about having a partner before. But but then it started to make sense that you know you can go further together than you can by yourself. And so, um, you know, like I said, ate up all the education, went to, and I was really skeptical about gurus, you know? Um, and so really vetted a lot of different programs and um, went to a few different conferences, talked to a lot of people who were, who were, have been through programs and are in programs and, and um, ended up uh, finding a program that I joined, uh, down in Dallas in 2017. It was just after I had bought uh, 1031, the first 16 unit I bought, uh, and 1031 went that into a 55 unit complex uh, that I bought on my own. And so, Excellent. yeah, unfortunately, it was right before the new tax law went into effect. So oh, really? <laughs> I wasn't able to, to do any any uh, cost seg on it, uh, you know, or, or accelerated appreciation rather. But but anyway, so um, around that 2017 timeframe, late in the year, I uh, joined a mentorship program um, and I joined it not necessarily to learn about the fundamentals of real estate because, you know, I've gotten a pretty good handle on that. But, you know, syndication is a big responsibility you know, you're taking other people's money and you're a steward of their money. Um, that's a huge responsibility. And so, you know, I wanted to make sure that I was doing that at the, at the best level I possibly could. And, um, so I joined this mentorship program to be around people who were doing what I wanted to do, who were at the level I wanted to be at. And I could learn from them, not necessarily the fundamentals of real estate, even though management of multifamily and asset management is a different animal when you get into multifamily, 
um, it was more about you know SEC regulations, structuring the the debt, uh, communicating with investors, you know, expectations of investors, and and so forth. And so, uh, joined a mentorship program for those reasons, and met um, you know several different great people. And the thing I discovered about these programs in the multifamily world in general now that I've been in it for a few years uh, that really surprised me was there's such an abundance mentality. Everyone is so willing to help each other. And, you know, it's not really necessarily that way in the single family game. You know, everybody's competing for that one house and, and, you know, or, or, or and it's very competitive. Um, but, but in the single, in the, in the multifamily world, it's really a, an abundance mindset I found and uh, people are really willing to help. And, uh, you know, so I, I got to uh, meet a lot of different folks and, and got a lot of great advice and, and formed a few different partnerships and, started doing deals uh, after about a year uh, of, of learning and watching and, and, you know, educating myself further into syndication, uh, partnered up with a group and did it, our first deal back in, in 2018. Love it. There's, there's so much good stuff in there. I agree on the abundance mentality component. These are big deals. You know, you're doing a 10 or $20 million deal. Um, you're probably gonna have some partners on it. One yeah. of the things that, that I love about multifamily is, especially versus single family, is kind of the caliber of, of partner that you're working with. You know, mm -hmm. I, you go to these single family meetups or whatever, and you, you just got, you know, God bless them, people that don't have two nickels to rub together, just trying to just figure something out, you know. Right, right. In multifamily, you know, I, I was just on a call last night with a friend of mine investor friend of mine but he's buying a deal he wanted me to be a principal on the deal and i'm happy to do it and i saw some of the other partners and i, I just was happy that you know there's a handful of guys going in to buy this deal uh, i really like him as an operator and all these are like solid individuals right mm -hmm. from a career perspective from a values perspective and I'm just happy to be in business with these guys. And so that's, that's kind of been my experience too, is that if you're going out and you've got the wherewithal to go take down these big projects, um, I've just found a lot of quality people that I've been fortunate enough to partner with. And uh, I, I enjoy that versus some of the other real estate um, mm -hmm. you know, avenues where you yeah. just got all sorts of clowns running around. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, the, the education level is a little bit higher, sophistication level and investments and in, in even other investments outside of, of real estate. You know, you, you have a different level of sophistication across uh, capital markets and things like that. And, and people really understand what we're, what we're doing uh, at a lot deeper level. And so you're, you're exactly right there. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's been enjoyable. Well, tell me about Trident Multifamily, your company with a couple of partners. Um, what are you guys... Um, what are you targeting? What are you looking for when you're going out to, to look at deals to take down? Right. So, you know, like I said, our target market is, is primarily the mid South, you know, with, like I said, Carl, my partner living in, in DFW and Rodney in Oklahoma city and myself in Missouri, we target kind of this triangle between us where we can get, we can get to the properties within, you know, three hour drive or something like that. Um, now we have looked at in other markets. So we actually just lost out on a deal down in Huntsville investment final, um, same thing happened to us last year in, in Indianapolis. So we do look for in markets outside of where we can get to immediately um, with boots on the ground partners in those areas. And so, um, but, but uh, deals that, uh, you know, primarily we look for are in our own markets here. You know, it's great landlord friendly States uh, besides DFW, it's uh, you know, relatively nice cap rates and you can get, and you can get some good cash flow out of it. We invest for cash flow first and foremost. You know, we like our deals to be generating cash flow day one and, and 
us to be able to go in and improve upon that. You know, we don't, we don't look for, you know, we don't bank on speculating on appreciation um, through the market. Uh, we, we look for cash flow and all of our deals, we want a minimum of 50% of the return becoming directly from cash flow from operations of the property. I love it. Yeah, that's, um, that mantra has certainly been, um, been popular for a long time. And it's, it's a beautiful thing to walk into a business that's producing a hundred grand revenue a month. You know, there might be all kind of things wrong with it, but you're still getting a hundred grand a month in the door or whatever it is, 250. Um, and boy, it just makes it a lot easier. You know, I've done all kind of real estate, every kind of real estate deal imaginable, you know, flipping, mm-hmm. land, Airbnb, all this stuff, right? Multifamily. But, you know, you buy that multifamily deal and that revenue just starts showing up. I'm always amazed how quick, you know, we're recording this at the end of the month and rent's due in a couple of days already. Feels like we just right. started the month and here, here we are again. So yeah. that, that's just a huge, um, huge benefit, you know, to any business. Um, it's such a simple thing, but it just, it just bears repeating. You got money coming in the door every yeah. month and then you're just optimizing from there. Um, cause we've got deals where, where there's no cash flow, and man, it, it is, uh, it's dicey, right? Yeah. When you look at the single family world, like we were talking about earlier, I mean, it's a different game. You buy a house and a lot of times there's either a, a bad tenant in it or no tenant in it. So either you're floating the note until you can get that tenant out, which may be two, three months. Um, or, you know, you're floating a note so you can repair it and get it ready to re-rent. So, I mean, it's on you from day one in most cases. Um, yep. Whereas in multifamily, like you stated, it's, there's money coming in the door uh, every month. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yep. Love it. Are, what are you guys looking at in it? You mentioned landlord friendly states, mm-hmm. something three, you know, that one of the partners can get to in three hours. I really like that. I mean, I really like that approach. Uh, I have I think you can absolutely asset manage remotely, but it's still kind of nice that one of the partners can get there, you know, in a, in a morning. Yeah. We're um, very hands-on as operators. Uh, you know, we visit the property um, routinely and especially upon takeover, we're there. We're typically there for the first week um, during takeover, uh, kick off CapEx projects, um, you know, just work through the business plan and implementation. Therefore, um, for that first week. So yeah. And even, even ongoing, we're, we're very active and on property. Yeah. I love it. What are you guys looking at, um, in terms of the asset itself, in terms of like vintage and, and size? Mm-hmm. We, we like, um, you know, at first, uh, it was a hundred plus, you know, the first property we bought as Trident, um, was a hundred units. Um, you know, we, and we bought some others beyond that, uh, after that, but, but now we're trying to shift our focus to the 150 plus, um, and also more towards that, uh, you know, C plus at the worst, you know, to B plus, um, and uh, and and just try and get into a little nicer asset, well, you know, late seventies uh, as as the oldest type of property, um, and and on into the early two thousands, um, just uh, you know, less deferred maintenance. Uh, less work to do with the tenant base typically um, and just a little bit, a little bit more consistency in, in uh, implementing the business plan. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I've seen that over and over again with operators and it's kind of been our story too. You kind of skew towards bigger and newer as you go on, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, when you're getting started, you don't really have the luxury a lot of times to go after these, 
these B plus assets and, you know, and, uh, and so you're, you have to start with smaller deals and a lot of times a little rougher deals. And, right. but, uh, you learn a lot through those processes and it makes you a better operator. And, um, and so you, you can really appreciate where, what you, where you come from whenever you get to these little, little bit nicer assets. Yeah. That isn't that the truth. Isn't that the truth? I want to step back, Mike, for a second and talk a little bit about this 16 unit and the 55 unit that you mm-hmm purchased on your own because that is, um, you know, that's kind of in that no man's land between a single family and a hundred units where you got some economies of scale. Um, you know, and so what, how were you handling the management of that? And am I correct that it was no partners? It was just you on that deal? Correct. Yeah. How how was your experience there? I mean, were you, uh, signing leases on Sunday morning or were you? No, no. Um, I had third party property management on both of them. Um, you know, so when I, uh, I initially sold my first few properties when I moved from Arkansas to Texas and with my new, new job, uh, where I'm at now. And, um, so I sold those properties instead of trying to manage them remotely. Um, you know, had I been more educated at the time, I probably would have just kept them and, and managed them remotely through, a, uh, you know, a third-party manager or something of that nature. But sold and moved down there for about a year, and then uh, was very blessed to have a, a great start to the career. Got the opportunity to move back up here to to Missouri, where I'm at now. I've been here for 16 years, and so throughout that two three-year process, I didn't really do anything and. Um, uh, started flipping some houses when I got here to Missouri and then, you know, 2008 hit. And my only thought was, well, if no one can get credit to buy my flips, then I'm going to stop flipping. Right. Well, I should, had I been more educated and this is one of the mistakes I point out that I've, I made is, is you have to be educating constantly because had I been, I would have known with this hit to, to go out and, you know, scoop everything up I could with both hands at the time and, and start renting and uh, until the the price is appreciated but but i didn't and um through that process educated myself further and around 2010 realized oh my gosh i need to be buying and so i uh, put my feelers back out with all my brokers and bankers and and, and so forth and i found that the 16 unit that was a bank owned property and uh and you know called the broker let him you know double side it and uh and um, negotiated that deal and ended up getting a great deal uh, from the bank. I think it actually stung him a little bit. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Was that a, was that like a, a you know, war zone property? No, not at all. It was, it it was, was stabilized? Uh, it was, no, it, well, it wasn't in a war zone, but it was in war zone condition. It was really, yep. it was a deal that uh, some, a builder developed and uh, it was a set of, uh, there was a set of 12, yeah, 12 buildings. They were all fourplexes and the middle four were the ones that, that I was buying. Um, he had built them and decided to self-manage them. Did not do a very good job. You know, like I said, it was 2008. He was probably hurting financially and wasn't yep. focused on that. So when I took him over, um, got him with a couple of tenants and I think one of them may have been paying and was even way behind. So, I went in immediately and I talked about earlier, these smaller deals, you didn't have, we didn't have cash flow coming in. And so I had to float the note for about three months. Um, and, uh, but I had gotten a, a loan construction loan to the community bank here for the purchase and, and rehab. And so these were, these were only five year old townhomes and you know, very nice properties, wow. but they have been neglected. So went in and got them fixed up and uh, got them filled up and, and then started operating that through a third party manager who was actually the, um, the guy who was managing it for the bank 
had his own management company as well. And so uh, talked to him while we were walking properties and stuff for several hours and he had a great philosophy and he's a guy I still use today on my, on my local stuff. And so he managed the properties and um, got them fixed up and cash flowed very well for uh, a number of years and, and uh, bought other properties throughout the, that time frame. And in 2017, had a guy um, who ended up buying the buildings on either side of me approach me and I'm a buy and hold guy by nature. And, and I, I said, well, if you want them, it's going to cost you X and yep. name my price. And he said, okay. And I'm like, oh, wow. So now I've got to find something else to do with this money. Cause right. it was, a, it was going to be a significant gain. So sure. Um, and uh, so I, 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 he worked with me in, on a 1031 and, and uh, it just so happened that within the next couple of weeks, I found the 55 unit through a Facebook group that I had just joined down in Arkansas and um, went down and uh, there was a guy, uh, there's a couple of brothers that owned the 55 unit and they already had two full price uh, or two full, two cash offers by the time I got down there a couple of days later. Wow. And uh, really developed a great relationship with that, with that owner um, and got him to take my conventional financing deal over the cash offer. Um, no and, kidding, huh? That's uh, it, it, it was a. I put all my sales skills to use. I was gonna say that's quite the pitch there to to close and, that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I got it done, and you know, uh, there's a lot of prayer involved there, and sure. you know, um, and uh, you know, got it delivered, and so yeah, so got took over that property, and and uh, really had a lot of upside in it, more even more than I anticipated when I first got into it. And, um, it's, it's kicking out cash like crazy now. Yeah. That's awesome. So you still have that one? Still have it. And actually the same owner just came to me last week, uh, with a 25 unit right down the street, um, that I'm going to buy from him going and look at it, uh, this weekend. I'll, I'll probably buy that from him as well. And that will help me with my uh, economies of scale there with management and, and maintenance and stuff with my other 55 unit. I'll be able to use the same team for both properties. So. Yeah, you get up to 90 units in the vicinity there. That's that's great. Yeah, and that's how it works. I mean, you, once you get in the, um, I had a I had a guy I bought a six unit once. This old guy told me once. I said, well, I'm trying to grow the business, and he said, well, yeah, you're already in the store though, man. There's a lot of people outside of the store with your their face pressed on the glass looking in, but you're already in the store. And I, I took I took a solace in that, you know, even though I was yeah. just buying this little six unit, but that I was doing it. And you're right. Once you get in there and you're doing it, stuff uh, starts coming to you, right? People mm -hmm. know you're a buyer, um, right. you know, and you become a, you know, one of a much, much, much smaller group of actual owners that are, that are, mm -hmm. see opportunities. Uh, you might be the only one to see the opportunity, right? Right. A lot of people, you know, that they, they know real estate is a historically a good asset class to invest in, but they still have their nose pressed up against the glass. They're, yep. you know, they're taking action is, is really hard for a lot of people to do. I mean, right. it's, it's scary. It can be scary, but yep. you, know, you have to educate yourself to give you the confidence to take that first step. And once you do that um, and you find a little bit of success, then, then, man, it's off to the races. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And I love that you've gone through that process pretty organically. Um, Cause you're, you're just going to learn stuff that, that you, you're just going to learn stuff, you know, yeah. and you're going to sharpen your, yeah, you're going to sharpen your intuition and you're obviously continue to build your network and stuff. But, uh, you know, having to write a check and float something that doesn't have cash flow, like I think that's, that's important as a business owner to go through that. And people that haven't 
gone through that, uh, you know, make me a little bit nervous, right? People that haven't sure. had that experience before. And so, uh, you know, I like to, I like to invest and partner with people that have kind of taken some punches. <laughs> because yeah. It uh, teaches you stuff, right? I think it's real For important. Sure. I think it's real sure. important. It, it makes your eyes wide open. That's right. Yep. And I, I almost think there's no substitute for, for taking some real life punches, especially yeah. in multifamily. So I, sure. I love it. Uh, I want to get your perspective a little bit on giving back. You know, we talked about that up front and, and, mm-hmm. and I know that's important to you, but I, I wanted to just get a little feedback from you on, on how you approach that. Yeah. The, uh, well, you know, I, I'm a man of faith and, and, you know, like I said in, in, in my bio there, um, I believe we are blessed to be a blessing to others. I mean, you know, God has gifted us with, um, the blessings financially and physically and health. And, and, uh, you know, we are tasked to, to use those gifts to bless others. And, and so, you know, being able to go and and do hurricane relief or flood relief or, you know, help out, uh, single moms here in the community with, with things that need to be done around the house. And, and, you know, we got involved in the homeless program here, feeding program and, and uh, really have a heart for that, especially being in the multifamily world where we provide affordable housing, you know, that's a special place in my heart to be able to help people get out of the streets and into a, uh, you know, a home and, uh, and provide that transition for them. And I love international mission work as well. I mean, done a couple trips down to uh, um, Ecuador and, and uh, in Brazil as well. And uh, it's, um, man, it's so, it's so rewarding and I get much more out of it than the people that we're helping. I mean, that's funny. It's, um, you know, and there's no, you know, writing a check is great. Uh, and I do plenty of that, but actually getting out and doing the work, um, is, is even so much more rewarding and people think that, Oh, I don't have any skills or I don't know how to swing a hammer or this or that or whatever. It doesn't matter what your skill level is just being out there even if it's just talking to people and letting them know that you care and that you see them as people um, is huge for, for them. So I, I just encourage everybody, regardless of your skill level or financial ability, just get out and serve others in any capacity and you're going to feel better for doing it. I love it. Thanks for sharing that, Mike. Um, that's awesome. I think this, this is a good high note, I think, to kind of <laughs> conclude on. If somebody wants to reach out, connect with you, learn more about um, you and your company, what's a good avenue for that? Sure. Uh, they can reach out. Uh, TridentMultifamily.com is our website. We have an a interested investor button on there where you can just connect with us, set up a phone call where we can learn more about each other and uh, about your investing goals and so forth. You can learn more about us. Um, or follow us on social media, you know, Facebook page, LinkedIn, Trident Multifamily. Uh, shoot, just give me a call, 417-576-8850. Love to talk and help anybody I can. Awesome, awesome. Well, we'll link that link to that uh, in the show notes there, Mike. I really appreciate you jumping on, sharing your story, and um, I wish you guys continued success. Same to you, Devin. Thank you very much. All righty, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the DJE Podcast. For more information, please go to djetexas.com.